Welcome to Bubbles and Biz, where we raise a glass to small business owners and entrepreneurs. Hi, I'm Nicole Bernard, and I'll be your host. I've been a small business owner for over 12 years, and I know how hard it is to market your business effectively. With all the tools out there, it can be confusing, and with all the tasks of running a business, it can be hard to find the time. In this podcast, I'll cover best marketing practices, essential tips and tricks to grow your business, and chat with other business owners to glean valuable information that they are using to crush their goals. So grab a glass and let's chat. Hey guys, and welcome back to Bubbles and Biz, where we raise a glass to small business owners and entrepreneurs. Uh, This week, I'm super excited to chat with my guest, uh, another podcast host and business owner, um, Terrell Turner. He's the host of the Business Talk Library and founder of the TL Turner Group. So thanks so much for joining me. Absolutely. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I know. I'm so glad we connected. I don't even remember where, I think it was a Facebook group. Um, but yeah, I, and we got on the phone and chatted and just super excited to learn more. Absolutely. Yeah, I think it was Facebook. And, you know, I, you know, I guess it's a great thing for being able to connect, like I said, virtually. So I, I've been looking forward to this. I know. Yeah, me too. Um, yeah. So tell us a little bit, you know, about how you got started, who your business helps. Um, I'd love to hear more too about the podcast. I haven't had a chance to tune in yet, but um, yeah, just all of everything that you're up to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, so my background is accounting and finance. So um, that, that's been where I spent most of my, my career working in the corporate world for like some of the world's largest companies like General Electric and then also working with tech companies. Um, and, you know, I love the type of work that I did um, and I run it to just really take a different route of starting my own my own business and also just being out of the box of your typical, you know, person with a background in accounting is I started a podcast because that does not fit into the normal background of an accountant. Um, Most accountants, if you think about them, they're probably a little more introverted, um, a little more quieter. Um, But it was one of those things that really, uh, and I know we'll talk about this more, but it it really forced me to kind of get out of my comfort zone because I was Mm -hmm. like, if I'm going to build a business, I got to do more than just, you know, do accounting in the background. Um, I got to actually become a business owner. So, you know, I, I started off with the podcast because you know, I had too many, too many fears that I had to initially overcome of just coming from the background, a background player in a company to being a business owner. So um, started doing that, creating content. Uh, a lot of people gravitated to it. Um, in 2020, I think our, our show, we actually filmed uh, 231 interviews um, in 2021 between April to December. Wow. So we really got into a groove of cranking through things. And like I said, in the service side of my business, I, I work with small business owners, helping them navigate the finance side of their business because most people didn't get in business to become a finance expert. But you do need to understand it if you're going to be profitable in business. So I work hand in hand with small business owners and medium sized businesses to help them kind of navigate and understand kind of forecasting, making sure they have enough cash and then also some of those strategic decisions about their business. Yeah. Oh, I love that. And that's like such the foundation of running like a healthy business, you know, that 
also too, like you said, that a lot of us don't understand like finances and, and accounting for me as a business owner, or just in general, like I remember in college, like my <laughs> eyes glazing over, like, this is just not my thing. Um, but if you, we don't have our fingers on it or, you know, I trust someone to do it for us, it can get really messy really quickly. Absolutely. It, it really can yeah. And so on the podcast, is that mainly what you guys talk about is accounting and finance and that stuff? Or is it all just kind of, and is your wife is a host as well, right? Yeah, she is. So when we initially started off about three years ago, it was just accounting and finance where we, cause she, her background is, is, is accounting and finance as well. She's a um, finance executive within uh, Honeywell. And so mm, oh. she, she's, same background as myself. And that's where we initially started the show of doing that. But then around like, you know, November of 2019 was where we started, you know, testing idea, like, what if we just kind of broaden our perspective and started inviting other business owners on to talk about their business, what they do. And so we kind of branded the name Business Talk Library as kind of like the umbrella. And then underneath that umbrella, we have the interview show, which is the one where we did 230 interviews. Then we also have the, uh, the accounting and finance where we do specific accounting and finance. Um, so that show is called, you know, um, Small Business CFOs to where we diff deal definitely with our niche, but the interviews are kind of a broad spectrum of just, you know, interviewing business owners from so many different backgrounds. And then mm -hmm. the show that she hosts is, uh, she does the Business Talk Library in Spanish because she's fluent in four languages. So oh, wow. she does the show in Spanish, like creates all of our Spanish content. Um, and then a friend of mine I went to graduate school with, um, he wanted to do something in the career space. So under the Business Talk Library, he hosts the Business Talk Library career show. Oh, that's so awesome. I love that. <laughs> uh, and I remember on our first conversation, when we chatted on the phone and I love y'all's approach to, you know, not making it so kind of like dry, <laughs> you know, because like... <laughs> You don't have to say it nicely. It, 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 it's it's very dry. It can be dry. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, oh, goodness. And so I love that you guys are making it easier and, and a way to, for, you know, for people to understand it and connect with it and, re, you know, just not that normal, like, how it's presented. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and that, that became like the, the the world that I constantly lived in. Like when I worked at General Electric and, you know, I was constantly working with um, what I guess you'd say rocket scientists of, you know, propulsion engineers and trying to explain to them something, you know, that was finance and accounting. It just wasn't in, you know, their vocabulary. So it's like it forced me to have to start explaining it in a way that, other people who didn't have my background could understand. And that just became something I continued to do. And so when we started the, you know, the podcast and the different shows, that was our, our goal of, you know, making it simple. Because one of the things that we say is that, you know, when it comes down to accounting and finance, it shouldn't be the most complicated part of your business. It mm -hmm. should be simple enough to help you make the right decisions that you need to make, because there are a ton of other complicated things. So finance shouldn't be one of them. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Yeah. 
Totally. And I, I kind of take that same approach to marketing because a, a lot of times people like they see, you know, a ton of different tools and platforms out there and it's hard to kind of figure out which one works best or why you should be doing it or what the point of, you know, like a funnel or a call to action, you know. And so just trying to, you know, kind of break it down as to like, this is why you're doing what you're doing. And, you know, and this is the results that will come of it. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Um, so you've got quite a bit going on. Um, what, how do you balance work in life? Like, do you have any tips for us on that of what works for you? Yeah. I mean, I think that the absolute honest thing, um, because I've heard people, you know, on, on different podcasts or different, you know, shows, they get up and they give a speech and they're as if they have it all figured out. And the truth of the matter is like, I, I don't completely have the work life balance figured out. Um, it's a constant, I think, you know, it's just like the word of balance. I mean, it's a constant adjustment that you're, you're doing. And I think, you know, the, the biggest advice that I, I share to people is, is definitely one on, you know, communication, like, you know, with your, you know, whether it's your spouse, your partner, your loved ones, your, even with your, your close friends. Um, and, and it's just like being very clear about, Hey, this is what my world looks like, or like, hey, this is the craziness of my world. I'm not trying to be a bad friend, or I'm not trying to be a bad spouse or partner, but I'm trying to figure this out. And I think that that's the first thing I always tell everybody is, you know, give yourself a little bit of grace to know that you're going to be figuring this out for some time. Um, and then I also think, um, you know, finding those activities that 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 allow you to disconnect. Um, and I'm guilty of not continuing with those activities that help me disconnect to where I kind of let work kind of bleed over. And then, mm -hmm. you know, two weeks later, I'm like, ah, oh, why did I do that? <laughs> <laughs> it's a slippery slope for sure. <laughs> I, I love though that you said communication, because I think, you know, that it's so simple, but like we sometimes just don't even think about it. You know, like we're so immersed in what we're doing and deadlines are, you know, this needs to get out. Just sending a quick text like, hey, yeah, this is what's going on. Sorry. Like I sent that to my sister not that long ago because she texted me like a few times and I never wrote her back. And then she just stopped texting me. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> I've been working a little bit on the weekends. I've got a huge client. I, I love you. I will be back in touch soon. I'm OK. You know, like. <laughs> and I think what you find is that, you know, the people who love you and they care about you, they understand. I mean, yeah. it, it's 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 that they can understand it more as long as you just kind of let them know what's going on. Yeah. Totally. And I love that you you bring up the fact, too, that this is like an ongoing project. You know, like sometimes I feel like I'm crushing work-life balance. And then other times I'm like, oh, my God, it's midnight. And <laughs> like, my eyes are like dry and burning, you know. Like, so, but yeah, I guess that's, you know, the life of an entrepreneur. <laughs> I totally get it because I, I was up to like, you know, like four o'clock this morning um, or yesterday, like I was working, filming all day yesterday. I filmed like six interviews yesterday. Wow. And after the filming, then I had to actually do my client work stuff. And mm -hmm. um, I told my wife I wanted to have dinner with her. So stopped, took a break for like two hours. So like from, you know, 830 to like 1030, we were eating dinner. And then when she started falling asleep, I'm like, OK, all right. You know, woke her up and she went to got, got into bed. And then I'm like, all right, well, I got a little bit more energy, so I'll, I'll just continue working. 
And mm-hmm. I think it's just like I said, it's figuring out that 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 timing. And because I do think for a lot of entrepreneurs, I mean, you, when you think about work life balance, when you were working, it was, hey, after six o'clock, I completely cut off. But I think when you become an entrepreneur, it's just like your cutoff time won't be at the same time every day and right. it'll move. And I think you just got to understand that, like, hey, it's OK if your shut off time is you know, in the middle of the day, or it's okay if your shutoff time is at the end of the day. It's just, you know, being realistic about what you have to get done and where you are. Yeah, I love that. And that's one of the cool parts of, you know, being a business owner, we do get that freedom, you know, as long as we're like doing it and getting it done, like we get to be able to dictate that. Um, Yeah, I'm totally thrown off. My in-laws are in town right now. And so our kids are staying with them at a hotel like the last three nights. And I usually am in bed by like nine o'clock, but I've been working till like 12, one in the morning, which isn't (laughs) normal for me. But I'm like, you know, I have this time, so I'm going to use it. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. (laughs) Uh, Awesome. Um, So do you have any like apps or automation or any like software platforms that you live by that, you know, help your business grow? Yeah, I would say, I mean, first and foremost, Google Calendar. Um, Definitely. I mean, I I do think a lot of people, you know, I guess they underestimate the value of how much a calendar can help you. So I would definitely say the Google Calendar is a great one. And then um, also uh, Calendly is one that is amazing because when I was just doing some, um, I just recently started using the CRM and and because I was like, I need to track all these conversations that I've been having. And when I imported like all the meetings that I had taken, I think I had take talk to like 303 people in 2020. Wow. And, <laughs> and I was like, the only way that I was able to coordinate all of that, I mean, between the interviews, client work and stuff like that and prospective clients was, you know, having the, the uh, Calendly. So when I'm talking to someone, I can just send them the link. Mm-hmm. It can kind of look at my calendar and then we can coordinate and set things up to where, you know, I, I don't have to hire an admin or I don't have to be my own admin. Um, and then I also use, uh, we use Canva a lot for a lot of the stuff for business talk library, mm-hmm. great tool for creating graphics and, and different things just to make our information just kind of stand out. Um, mm-hmm. because again, accounting and finance can be a little boring, so you got to <laughs> give it a little life. <laughs> right. <laughs> I love that. I know. Yeah. I, Canva is amazing. And it's like, I don't know, because I used to have to use Photoshop, you know, and it was just so, and it, it was okay, but there's so many more steps and Calendly just took it and simplified it. And I love it. I mean, it just saves so much time. And it, like you said, it, it looks amazing and professional. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, and we've used Canva for like graphics and even for some of the client proposals where mm-hmm. we, you know, we wrote it in, you know, Microsoft Word, but then we, we, transported into Canva so we can add some of the graphics, put like a cool letterhead on it. And I mean, it just, you know, those things that help us, you know, be able to stand out a little bit more and leave a more lasting impression in the minds of our prospects or the viewers for our show and our contents. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, because so many people are visual, you know, so when they see that, it, you know, resonates with them and they remember that. So I love that. So what's your most effective or favorite way that you market your business? Um, for the services, I would say it's really comes down to, you know, I guess you know, 
hopping or hopping on the phone mm-hmm. and, and talking with someone. Um, now, I guess you say top of the funnel, how we even get to that point. Mm-hmm. A lot of times it's with the the show and the content that we create. So we're constantly creating content, like I said, for the interview series. We were releasing an episode a day. Um, and in December, it was what, two episodes a day. Um, and then for the accounting and the, and the finance, kind of the small business CFO, um, we'll be doing that twice a week. So constantly, I guess today, creating content that's helping people where they are to kind of get us on the radar. And then, like I said, people usually reach out to us and connect. And then because when it comes down to the services, I mean, the reality of it is when it comes down to the money of your business, it's a very personal thing. I mean, mm-hmm. it's not like something you just go online and find some random person. It's, you want to be able to trust and like that person if you're going to expose that much. Much of your life to that person. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of that, like I said, the, the like I said, closing it becomes, you know, the conversations and the connections um, as far as like hopping on a Zoom call or hopping on a, you know, a phone call. And then also, like I said, we also, one of the other things that we do are um, we create courses that, you know, help make finance and accounting for business for business owners make it simple so we created courses for that and then so one of the ways we market that is through like I said the podcast and letting people know about hey that through you know the content creation that we do oh i love that yeah that is amazing and i love that you said you know you create content to meet people where they are you know that's so important because a lot of times i talk to business owners and i'm like you know who is your ideal customer or your buyer persona or avatar or whatever you want to call it And, you know, where are they hanging out online? Like where, what are their pain points? Like what can we create like to solve their problem? And, you know, a lot of business owners kind of jump into business saying like, oh, I'm doing this because I love it and skip that kind of foundational step. You know what I mean? But it it saves so much time and money and your effort. You're not spinning your wheels just trying to market to whoever, you know? So I love that you brought that up because it's so important. Absolutely. And, and I think, you know, I, when I was working in the, my, my last corporate role, um, part of my job was to help, you know, forecast the financial results for the tech company that I was working for. And I spent a lot of time with the marketing team and the, the marketing director and I had a lot of conversations and I took it as an opportunity to learn about, mm-hmm. you know, kind of the, the marketing mindset. And she recommended some books. I mean, they, I guess the, the classic Al Reese's positioning mm-hmm. and then also uh, play bigger of, you know, figuring out your, your niche and really niching down. Um, because one of the things that I definitely realized, I mean, and, and I hope your, your listeners know this as well is any marketer that will help you start to really clarify your niche that's a marketer that's going to keep you on the right path. So mm-hmm. um, that was a, a very big thing for us is like really clarifying like who our target is um, because we got to get better clarity on that because if we didn't have that right, we'd be spinning our wheels constantly and, and getting very, very poor results. Yeah, definitely. Because yeah, you you don't know, you know, what they're struggling with. You don't know how to like speak to them or in a way that they resonate with and, and want to take that next step. You know what I mean? If you're just kind of putting it broadly out there to whoever, that's just, I don't know, a really wide net with not much results. <laughs> Absolutely. Um. So next, so you kind of touched on this in the very beginning about comfort zone. Um, And I know that's like such a buzzword, but I still do just love hearing people's stories of how they 
you know, get out of it because it is, I feel like as a business owner um, and just a person, I love my comfort zone, <laughs> but I know that if I stay in it, it, it doesn't help me or my business. So I just love hearing what other people do. Um, so how do you get out of your comfort zone to like help your business grow? And do you have any tips on that? Yeah, I mean, for me, like I said, a big thing that I, I did before I even, you know, I guess decided to go full time in my business was I met with a couple of, 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 of CPAs in my city that and just had lunch with them and talked to them about their business. And one of the big things that a lot of them said that they struggled with was, you know, getting clients. And it really came down to networking thing to where mm -hmm. they didn't really have a good vehicle for marketing their business. And to be completely honest with you, accountants um, and finance individuals who, who have a finance background, when they become business owners, they are absolutely horrible at marketing. Um, it's just a reality. It's just a world we don't understand. So one of the things I knew is that, you know, it had to be a reason why that was a trend. And, it, and it, I think it's a comfort zone for a lot of accounting and finance people. They're comfortable doing the background stuff with the numbers. So what I decided was, how can I, you know, how can I get out of that mode? And so I started doing, you know, the podcast uh, of interviewing other business owners from other disciplines to really force myself to have to engage and meet new people that weren't accountants or meet my prospective clients. And, you know, it, it was extremely, extremely awkward in the beginning, but <laughs> um, <laughs> it gets easier as you go, right? <laughs> it does. It does. I mean, it, it, it was extremely awkward in the beginning, but I mean, I think the podcasting and then also, I think uh, something that was very, very good that I learned from, you know, listening to a, a few copywriters that I, I started, um, following or, or just some advice and some speakers that I heard, like some YouTube videos and, and different copywriters that I met or talking about, you know, like, you know, writing is not dead. And when you're able to clearly communicate your message in writing, you know, you feel a little bit more comfortable um, being able to deliver it. So one of the things that helped me get out of my comfort zone is I actually started writing more about how do I write my, how do I explain my business to someone who doesn't already know what I do? The writing helped me kind of move out of my, my comfort zone as well, because it forced me to start looking at different things that I didn't normally look at. Yeah, I love that approach. Like I was just making notes because I, I love writing, but I've never approached it in that way. Like I love thinking of like, how can I explain this to someone that had, really has no idea, you know, and like, and what's the benefit or, and just the pieces of it like that's awesome mm -hmm. and then i think also i mean because you know like i said i mean with getting out of your comfort zone it, it, it's very awkward so the yes. writing technique what it allowed me to do was i could write out my ideas as if i were going to pitch it to myself give myself three days i can come back and read it with fresh eyes and say is this good or not um because i wasn't comfortable enough to to go and pitch it to a third party yet so mm -hmm. it's just like writing it and then giving myself a couple of days to come back and then critique my work allowed me to kind of, you know, stretch my comfort zone enough to the point where I could. Now I'm able to go talk to a stranger about it because I kind of use my writing to help me stretch my comfort zone. Yeah. Oh, I love that. And I'm sure it's evolved if I had to guess, like maybe like when you first started and to where like what you do now, has that, you know, changed a bit? 
Um, it definitely has. I mean, it, it's changed a lot because one of the things that, you know, like I said, uh, of of being able to, to to get a fresh perspective and, and get out of your comfort zone is you start seeing that, hey, you know what? Some of the things I was doing when I was in my comfort zone weren't really that great. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they were comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's just like when you when you have that that chance to see it, it's just like, yeah, I should probably not do that again. And 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 one of the things that I tell people is that, you know, it is when it comes to your comfort zone, it's just like, you know, again, give yourself grace to know that, hey, everybody has a comfort zone. And if you're going to stretch it a little bit, it's probably going to be gradual. So, you know, find small things that you can do. Because Mm -hmm. one of the other things that I did is like, um, um, after doing my show and, and doing the videos and stuff, eventually, people started asking me to come on and do webinars, and which I was like, had I not spent the time of doing my creating my own content videos, I probably wouldn't have been ready to do a webinar. Yeah. Yeah, it's so crazy when you kind of just start going, you know, and it's like, yeah, it's probably messy and awkward and not super great. Like I listened to some of my first podcasts and I'm like, Ugh. but like, <laughs> you grow so much. And then all of these other like opportunities open up, you know, like I, I've been able to connect with so many people and, and just all of these things that I never would have had that opportunity otherwise, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. I love that. Were two of your favorites. Um, I can't wait to hear. What is your favorite book? So my favorite book is uh, it's the Traveler's Gift by Andy Andrews. Oh, I haven't heard I, of that. Yeah, it's it's an older book. I think I came across it maybe like back in two thousand and eight. Um, someone recommended it to me, and the reason why I like that, I mean, it's a, I guess it falls in the self help book category, but. The author does a really good job of telling it in the story form. So mm-hmm. it's about a guy who, you know, was going through a tough time with his family and, and the, the company he was at. He was um, his, his, I mean, his children, I think his daughter needed braces. Um, the His wife was a stay at home wife and he was he had just gotten laid off. And so mm-hmm. he's just going through all of this, you know, real life stuff. And he's trying to figure out, like, how do I pull my life together? And then the rest of the story, he has like this this experience where he actually travels back in time to meet uh, seven very influential people throughout history. And he has like a one on one conversation with them. And they're like seven key decisions and areas of his life that he really needs to change and work on if he's going to have a better future. And so that story form, because to me, it reminded me kind of a mix of like the, you know, the, the it's a wonderful life Christmas story where he, he meets, you know, the, the past, the present, the future. Right. Um, so it, it, it was an interesting way to approach, you know, helping people get kind of the right mindset about, hey, how do you move forward in life with, based on where your situation is now and where you want to go? Oh, I love that. That sounds amazing. And I, I like the fact too, that you said it was written in kind of like a story form. Cause I just love reading that kind of writing. It makes it just, you know, a little more interesting and just easier to follow. So that sounds like a fantastic book. Absolutely. Awesome. Uh, what's your favorite drink? So my current favorite drink is uh, plain soda water. Um, <laughs> I, I think I was at, a, I was at a restaurant once and I, cause I used to not like it at all, but for some reason I, I started drinking it and, 
you know, I, I bought a couple Perrier bottles and then um, I had them in a the refrigerator and my wife started drinking them. So I'm like, okay, I got to buy enough for two of us. <laughs> and for like the last four years, that has been like, you know, my go-to drink. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Cause I mean, it just, it kicks it up a little bit from just water, right? Like it does. Yeah. <laughs> I recently had um, like a ginger ale and I hadn't had ginger ale in forever. And I forgot how tasty it was. Like, I don't think I'd had it since I was a kid, but just, you know, like a little bit of sweetness and like the bubbles. I was like, oh, this is so much better than just water. (laughs) (laughs) Um, What's your favorite thing to do to relax? Um, I would say, you know, it's a mix between two things. Um, One is very nerdy. Um, so I'll give you the first one, then I'll give you the nerdy one. Um, so going for a walk, I think, you know, just being able to get outside now, it, 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 it kind of gets a little disrupted during the winter time because it's a little cold outside, but being able to go out for a walk and just kind of disconnect. Um, cause when I'm out for a walk, I usually don't answer my phone and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So being able to disconnect, I, I think uh, a walk is good. The, the one that's kind of like a tie is it's a bit nerdy. It's, you know, there's something about, you know, I guess you say um, audio learning um, Mm -hmm. that for some reason it just maybe it's because it's just not in my normal, but it helps me relax because I was listening to like a YouTube video um, about, um, I guess, economic theory and then one about the laws of aerodynamics and (laughs) And I was like, this is very nerdy, but for some reason, I feel very relaxed in listening right. to it. So. <laughs> That's funny. I've never tried that. But I mean, it does sound like something that, you know, you're not immersed in all the time. That could be like super relaxing. <laughs> it, it does. And, and I think that may be the thing about it is it's not something in my normal day to day. So right. it, just, it, it forces me to get a recess from all the other all the other responsibilities that I'm trying to juggle and figure out. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Um, what, what's your favorite thing to watch if you watch anything? Yeah. So right now, um, uh, the show, I'm, I guess the show psych is one that I'm watching and it's like a ridiculous, um, comedy cop show, I guess you can say. Um, but it's just one of those things where it's like, it has absolutely, like a lot of the episodes have very little point to them. They're <laughs> absolutely ri- ridiculous. It's a ridiculous comedy. Um, but I, I watch it on, uh, I think I watch it on Amazon Prime, whatever. And, and, and I can binge watch it so I can watch a couple episodes at a time. But it becomes a good recess to get away from, like I said, take a break from the responsibilities of all the other client stuff that I'm trying to juggle to just do something that's just, hey, you know what? There's really no real point to this, but let's just do it. <laughs> yes, I am totally with you because it's just so nice to like turn off and kind of zone out and not have to think about things and just kind of watch something. Like uh, recently, my husband's started watching like reruns of Seinfeld and I never really liked it like growing up. And now I'm kind of like, oh, this is funny. And he was like, yeah, they call it the show about nothing because like none of them make sense. And they're all just kind of like, <laughs> They don't follow a storyline. <laughs> I was like, okay, this is nice. I just kind of like numb out and watch it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and those, to me, those shows are great because it's like, you don't have to go back to episode one and follow right. along. You can jump in wherever because there's no real like connected storyline. It's just like, hey, there's no point to this, but just to get away. Right. Yeah, totally. <laughs> um, and lastly, where's your favorite place to go? 
So my favorite place to go, um, I, I think for me, it's been um, my wife and I have traveled a, a good bit to different places from like Africa, places in Europe and in South America. And what I can say is probably a long flight with my wife. I think, you know, it's the actual flight. And I think, again, part of it is, is because when I'm on the flight, um, like, you know, she's going to get my undivided attention or what, whatever movie we're doing because no one else can reach me. Um, and it just forces me to disconnect. It's like, I can't take phone calls. I'm not going to answer email. So I really say my favorite place to go is, is, is a long flight somewhere with my wife. Oh, that's awesome. I love that. I haven't been on a plane in so long, but can't wait till one day to do it again. <laughs> yeah, that's why like 2020 has definitely been like, man, I haven't been able to do that. Like we uh, we actually we went to um, visit my father in law in Nigeria um, back in in January. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, since then, um, we got back into the country. And like I said, within a couple of weeks, everything started shutting down. Oh, wow. And yeah, since then, yeah, I mean, thankful we were able to get back. But since then, yeah, I haven't been on a plane since. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you were able to do that before everything got shut down. Yes. Okay. Awesome. Well, where can everybody find you um, to connect with you further and learn about all the cool stuff you guys got going on and the podcast and all that? So like website, social media, all that. Yeah, good definitely. Stuff. So um, website is www.businesstalklibrary.com. And once you get there, um, we have a a ton of things housed there where we have the different shows that we have there. Um, we also have links to the Business Talk Library University for all the online courses that we do. Um, we also have the links to the podcast, the YouTube show, as well as, you know, the CFO services that we do. And, and what I always tell people is, you know, if you're a small business owner, when you get to the website, click on the tab that says small business resource, and that'll get you to, like I said, the center point for, hey, this is the place for small business owners when they come to the Business Talk Library. And then also, I mean, I'm all I'm very active on LinkedIn, so people can definitely reach out uh, as Terrell A. Turner CPA on LinkedIn. Um, and then across all social media, you can look for us at the Business Talk Library across all social media platforms like Facebook, Instagram, I guess YouTube and LinkedIn. Awesome. I love that. I can't wait to go check out all the resources. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Well, this has been so fun. Uh, and I know you're, you're so busy with all the interviewing and, and you know, everything you guys have going on. So I'm so glad we were able to like carve out some time and connect. Absolutely. Yeah. It's definitely been a pleasure. I mean, like I said, I really enjoy connecting with you and I'm also looking forward to having you on my show. I know. Let my audience know about the awesome things you're doing. Yeah. I can't wait. It's not too, too long from now either. So I'm excited. <laughs> Well, awesome. Yeah, this has been just fantastic. And thanks for just chatting with me and sharing everything. Um, I, I took a ton of notes. I've got some books to read now. And I love, like I said, I love the writing idea. That's fantastic. So thanks for joining me and sharing all of that. Absolutely. My pleasure. Awesome. Well, have a great day. And thanks for listening, everyone. <laughs>